Hey everybody, this is Atkins. And this is Adam. And we're bringing you another episode of The Almighty Podcast. It's that podcast that we have that we cover all things My Hero Academia, including some stuff that we covered and we're like, nah dog, we're done with that. We're looking at you light novels. <laughs> um, and then some stuff that we haven't gotten around to that we're excited about, like the team-up missions and more Smash volumes, but currently our main jam. In fact, the only thing going for us right now, because the anime is on break, is My Hero Academia Vigilantes. Yeah, Vigilantes, and it is really, really good. It is so good. Like, if this is your first episode, for some reason you decided to start with episode 105, cool, thank you, but go back and, like, check out some of the older stuff, or at least catch up to Vigilantes chapter 116, which is where we're starting today, uh, because things are on fire, literally. <laughs> but, you know, you mentioned a few new things coming out. Did you see there's, like, some kind of a baseball thing happening? Yeah, so two OVAs have been announced. One of them is going to be uh, built around the uh, baseball some way or another. I don't think many more details about it have been shared. Although I think the key visual changed because there was a time where some, I can swear somebody shared a visual uh, in the in our Discord, and it took us a while to piece together because we're slow sometimes that the teams look to be separated out by uh, their uh, internships, like who they'd spent time with on their internships. Oh, interesting. So it takes, well, I guess that doesn't necessarily indicate it takes place during their internships or afterwards. Uh, no, okay. no. But then, I mean, the, the key visual is still the same, has still all the same characters, but now there's just two colors. And I thought that the one that they shared earlier had like three or four. Oh, like multiple teams? Yeah. So I th maybe there was a change. Maybe there wasn't. But yeah, th that one's baseball themed. They haven't released any details for the second OVA yet that uh, I'm aware of, but I'm sure that we'll find out about it soon. And we love the OVAs are fun. Like they aren't. Yeah, they are fun. So, I mean, they aren't necessarily great. Um, <laughs> but they're fun. But they are fun. Someone asked me the other day, and I actually don't know the answer to this, and I've not Googled it, so I'm just going to throw it out there because, you know, podcast hosters, sometimes they do that. Podcast hosters? Podcast hosts, sometimes they do that. Or just uh, podcasters. It's podcasters. Yeah, that's fine, too. I like that better. <laughs> See, last episode, I was on point. This episode, yeah. starting <laughs> off rough. You're slipping, slipping. already. <laughs> but uh, podcasters sometimes just throw out this question. So I, are OVAs canon? Like, are they in the canonical universe? Or are they just, like, fun things that the writer kind of approves of but doesn't rely on it? Oh, I, you know, I'd have to revisit the My Hero ones to learn of the answer to that. Uh, but I would imagine that from franchise to franchise that the answer to that question could Couple vary. Changes. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Yeah, because I know some of the OVA Dragon Ball Z stuff is like super wild and not even close to being canon. So, yeah. Um, so I don't know. I mean, it's it's goofy fun. They tend to be more slice of lifey um, for My Hero anyway. Uh, and I can't recall them making reference to something that happened in one of them and like the proper stuff, but I could be wrong. Cause there's, we've listened, we, we're 105 episodes in guys. Like we've, we've covered a lot of my hero stuff. Uh, so yeah. sometimes it blends together and we forget things. Yeah. It's wild to think that we started this three years ago. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. Anyway, um, we're covering on this episode of the Almighty Podcast, uh, Vigilantes episodes slash chapters 116 and 117, which means that we are within 10 chapters of the end of Vigilantes. And I will also note that when we get into chapter 117, that we are into 2022 released issues of Vigilantes. That's how oh, close yeah. we are. Dang, that's right, because uh, 116 was released in December of 2021, so uh, likely the last one of the year. Yeah, 
this is it. So this is this is the end of 2021, episode 116, and we pick up right where we left off, uh, trademarked Adam. And this is uh, six <laughs> in his destruction style uh, or form, and he's uh, smashing his fist down on the building that he knows Koichi is hiding in, and so all of this uh, roof and other material comes collapsing down right on top of Koichi before we are led to the title page, uh, wherein we learn that this one is titled in darkness and it's pretty cool shot it's like koichi with a starburst behind him uh in and, and uh, knuckle duster kind of in uh, shadows behind him uh, in larger it's a pretty cool visual it, it looked it felt like something out of star wars a little bit um do you think it's a tie-in to that uh panel with Tama- tamao uh his daughter like looking up at the sky and seeing that that asteroid or the, oh, uh, the meteor interesting like, this feels like it could be a callback to that right it could be Maybe, yeah. I Especially with the uh, context of maybe potentially something that was hinted to in these chapters. And, uh, you know, what you had to say last week about shooting stars. Possibly. What did I say last week about wishes and gods looking in on them? Yeah, I mean, there's uh, just to get ahead of ourselves a little bit, it's almost kind of seems like uh, they're hinting that Knuckle Duster may no longer be alive. Oh. It, I mean, if he passed away, maybe that shooting star was metaphorically him uh, kind of giving Tamao that one last, like, hey, if you got anything to say to me, kid, it's your time. You know Interesting. what I mean? Yeah, that, just a that, thought. that makes the stars like Lion King stars, though. It does, but everyone <laughs> likes Lion King, so who cares? Yeah, Lion King, <laughs> Lion King is amazing, uh, but uh, you know that discussion about stars is pretty pretty interesting there. Um, but we we catch back up with the news reporters; they're still alive because again, Six doesn't give two craps about those those people in helicopters. Conveniently, so he, he has not swatted them out of the air or anything. Um, so they are continuing to report, and now they said that a giant has appeared. So they have a broken continuity between. Uh, the person that was zigzagging through the sky and now this thing too. Like they have that break where they, they see it as a, a different thing. Yeah, it definitely makes it sound as if there are like a team of villains attacking Naruhata compared to it just being one guy that's just continuously getting more pissed off. Yeah, and they, they're broadcasting saying that people of East Naruhata should take shelter at once. And I was like, do they have the power necessary to watch you say take shelter or... Because I'm pretty That's sure. That's a really good point. No one in Aruhata is watching this. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, maybe they're on their... No, they can't be on their cell phones. Those were knocked out too. Yeah. That's really funny. I didn't even think of that. Maybe she's just <laughs> flying over the city shouting really loudly. And Maybe and they hoping. have intercoms or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hoping that the people below can hear her over the helicopter in destruction. <laughs> this is such a ridiculous panel now. <laughs> I ruined it for everybody. Or, you know, the blackout only happened in one quadrant or so of naruhata who knows or she's just telling everybody else in the world like hey residents of east naruhata should be taking yeah. shelter <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if they're not dumbasses, they have they should hopefully have taken shelter but then in the very next panels there's a bunch of people not having take uh not having taken shelter standing out on the streets of naruhata um yeah just kind of looking around like what's those crazy noises yeah <laughs> oh, man. there's there's a mouse guy mickey is in this episode yeah, the un- another unfortunate physical quirk uh, where he just he has a mouse but uh, mouse head, but he doesn't have a mouse snout. I think, what would you rather have? Like a mouse head <laughs> without the snout or this or a mouse head with a snout? This is at least Mickey looking like because it's just Mickey ears. I know, but the, Mickey has a snout, you know, like a mouse. Not, not really, though. I mean, like he does kind of, but not to the extent that like he looks like a rat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hmm. I don't. Well, I think the question you really have to ask yourself is, 
does Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles exist in this world? Because if it does, you could totally pull off the rat look as long as you know Kung Fu. I mean, I think that that would be true even if the Ninja Turtles aren't around. If you can kick everybody's <laughs> ass for making fun of you if they, because you look like matter. a rat. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Just do it. Yeah, what are well, they going to do? That's true. That's true. I like the the bottom of this panel, too, because it's I guess it's phrased as if it could be anyone standing on the street. It just says, what's going to become of this town? Yeah. And I read that as if it was some like, gosh, I don't know, some like old person sitting on their front lawn watching kids in the neighborhood kick rocks or something, you know, yeah. like, the way that, that it was stated was so that funny. That turn of phrase is usually what has become of this. Look at what has become of this town. Yeah. This, t- this place used to be nice. You that's know? true. That's um, true. This is what is going to become of this town. Yeah, so it's, it's a more ominous. twist of that. Yeah. Uh, but I just, for some reason, all I could imagine was like Knuckle Duster rocking in a chair, just complaining about the locals. <laughs> yeah, drinking, drinking his beer and smoking his smoke and yeah. saying that the kids, the kids aren't working and they're, they're worthless these days. Oh, what was that uh, movie? El Camino, I think is what it's called. Uh, just... Gran Torino. Gran Torino. Yeah. Wow. I, I butchered that one. <laughs> it's close. <laughs> but yeah, we, we pick up with uh, Koichi lying in darkness. Uh presumably amidst the rubble of this building that just collapsed it, uh, collapsed on him, as if he wasn't already in bad enough shape, right? Yeah. It's almost like uh, the author's like, Betancourt's just like, listen, I know he's he's real hurt, but we could drop a building on him. Um, <laughs> he's even more hurt at her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's, that's what's going on, and uh, he begins to hallucinate, and I think this makes some sense because they've gone out of their way to talk about his... Uh, his blood loss. So he's in the dark. He's lost all this blood. He says it again here. Uh, and uh, he he says that this might actually be the one that I don't come back from, which I think is the same phrasing that Soga used in I that discussion. So, yeah. It's interesting that you thought this was an illusion. I did not interpret this as an illusion. Oh, yeah. He is hallucinating. For I sure. guess he is hallucinating. I definitely kind of interpreted this as he's like unconscious, maybe even in some kind of a like between world, like an afterlife right before almost. Well, but then he starts moving around within the world and he's still see, trailed. I, think, I, I know I'm going to sound nuts here. I think that was I think that was Knuckle Duster leading him back to consciousness. That's how I read that. Nah, I don't I don't like that. You reading. don't buy that one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Dang. I got no. you last week. I'm trying real hard this week. <laughs> yeah, I think he's just, I think he's really just starting to hallucinate. And um, that, that makes more sense for the next chapter, because the next chapter, he's definitely hallucinating. Yeah. So anyway, uh, he, the the embodiment of his hallucination is Knuckle Duster, um, who seems finely dressed. And I think he's seeing ideal versions of both Popstep and Knuckle Duster as well, because Knuckle Duster, last time we saw him, uh, needed an aid for walking and also had uh, like uh, lost an eye. You remember? Yeah, but Koichi hasn't seen Knuckle Duster in that form. The last time he saw Knuckle Duster, he was fine. Oh, that might be true, but that doesn't hold true for Pop though. That's that's fair. So he's still he's still seeing idealized versions, even if it's from the reader's perspective. Idealized. It's the it's the the ideal I- images of these two people. Um, so he, Knuckle Duster standing over Koichi, um, and he's like, how are you here? Um, this is Koichi to Knuckle Duster. And we don't really get an immediate answer. Instead, we get whisked away to where Knuckle Duster actually is with Soga on the roof. Uh, and Soga is torn between going and, and trying to help Koichi, not knowing what, he doesn't see the giant Kaiju six from where he's standing. He just hears all these explosions. I wonder if he had seen like giant Kaiju plasma man six, destruction form dude if soko had been like nope can't help with that 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I know that. The same thought. Like, if he could see it, I don't think he'd even be concerned. Like, there's nothing I can do. Yeah, but instead, he 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 expresses being torn, wanting to go and and be helpful, but knowing that uh, he needs to per, uh, perform some first aid on knuckle duster so he says i gotta check those wounds so lie down uh and knuckle duster doesn't move he's kind of sitting um with his legs crossed and he's hunched forward with his head down and uh isn't responding to any uh calls from soka and we transition away from that which i get like the first time i read this i kind of was thinking what you were that like knuckle duster has died and is i don't know visiting koichi in some sort of weird spirity way yeah, um, like, like almost like this is him kind of getting that last goodbye. Because the the other thing for me that made me think that is, although it is said that Koichi is in the darkness, uh, the panels that we get, there's no really defined rubble around him or anything right. like that. It's it's almost more like he's kind of in this in between place. That's kind of how or why I was reading it that way. And I. I I personally like that interpretation. I like the idea that Knuckle Duster, if he is dead, because we don't really get a follow-up to that scene, uh, if he is, then he got to kind of have this resolution between him and Koichi, and maybe even others, you know? Yeah, there that makes some sense, especially the backgrounds. But when he persists, when Koichi is, is definitely conscious is where I kind of lost that. Yeah, I, I can see why you would why that kind of goes from okay metaphorical to like uh, you know hallucinations. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, but Koichi he thinks he's dying. Um, yeah, he you know? does. He's yeah. like life flashing before my eyes. Right, final call before the train leaves the station. That means one of us is about to pass on. Probably me. Um, and Knuckle Duster responds and says, what makes you think that? And Koichi's like, well, I'm hurt real bad. <laughs> you know, I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> that's a good response, I guess. Yeah. Did, did you miss the part where like I'm lying here bleeding and my uh, certain parts of me bend in ways that they shouldn't? Yeah, this this part clicks when I move it. That's not good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but Knuckle Duster continues to kind of be kind of question Koichi's uh, assessment of the situation because he says, are you sure about that? And Koichi seems confused but then knuckle duster sort of have you tried moving and so koichi does <laughs> and it, he's like yeah it hurts real bad <laughs> yeah i like uh, this panel of him kind of like wincing in pain too yeah it's very cartoony especially relative to every other visual that we've had for uh several episodes of the amp now yeah, but we get this cartoony version of him kind of like freaking out about being in pain. And he says, without any support, my broken body's screaming. And, uh, he, you know, it's funny because Knuckle Duster, or at least this hallucination of Knuckle Duster, is just kind of like, well, what if you tried using your quirk? Like, wrap those painful parts with your quirk, make it sort of like a shell or, uh, a you know, cast. a cast. And uh, Koichi's like, oh, that's a good idea. That would be a lot of, you know, serious skills, though. And then he just does it, which is kind of in line with Koichi. We've seen this happen a handful of times where he just kind of pulls something off last second. But what an idea. I think that was really brilliant. Uh, and he kind of goes on to apply it to his entire body. And he he kind of describes this the way that Captain Celebrity's quirk, I guess, worked, which I kind of forgot that that was how it worked. Mm -hmm. uh, but makes sense. So he's now floating and he's like, OK, well, I think I can move. And uh, Knuckle Duster is agreeing with him that he's got skills. Like, he's just like, yep, like, man, you got skills. Like, I, and that's more of why I think I really read into this being like uh, some closure for Knuckle Duster, just getting to see Koichi one last time and see how far he's come and, and really seeing that he's kind of like mastered his, his quirk, you know? Uh, but he tells him like, all right, well, next up's your escape. You know, that's uh, that's going to be a hard one. And Koichi agrees. He says that's easier said than done in this darkness. And Knuckle Duster tells him, we'll just start groping around, like just try and find something. And uh, it's funny because Koichi kind of, 
prods him and is like, that's it? Like, you're not going to give me anything more helpful? No more tips or tricks? And Knuckle Duster says, well, how about find that hidden escape route or you're a dead man? Which is very much so something he would say. Like, just very to the point. Uh, and he says, you don't need pointers from me anymore. You've been acing this gig all on your own. And, and you know, it's it's funny because... I don't think that Koichi agrees with that at all. He doesn't see this adventure into becoming this vigilante as something he's done on his own. It's always been about that group mentality for him. He's always been with Pop, or he's always been with Knuckle Duster. And even once Knuckle Duster left, he still had other people around him. This, Like you said earlier, this is kind of one of his first times being truly, anyways, on his own, I think. Yeah, there's there's a lot to the scene um, that I really like. So you ever heard of the stories of like, uh, women who can lift up cars if their baby's trapped underneath. Yeah, like just I can't, that superhuman strength. Yeah, I can't, there's a term for it, and I can't remember what it is. And I wonder if that goes on to kind of be a reasonable-ish explanation for um, Koichi's seeming power-ups in these in these two chapters. The the because it's all Koichi is very humble, right? Um, and I think that he does have a very low estimation of himself. Um, and and so this is almost like his conscious trying to get him to unlock fully what he's actually capable of or realize what he's actual actually capable of. I like that. Um, and he's done it in little spurts throughout Vigilantes um, under tutelage, right? Um, where people uh, like Knuckle Duster, um, like Soga, have said, "Okay, try doing this because it might be an application of your quirk." And and um, like Koichi possibly has had thoughts about this before and uh, is and is almost like self-helping, uh, like self-coaching himself um, in, in in all of this, if that makes some sense. Uh, and overcoming some obstacles, uh, some mental blocks in the process, I would argue, especially when it comes to the stuff regarding pop. Um, so I, that was kind of the way that I th- I thought about this. I mean, he's, he's in desperate uh, times for sure. These would be desperate measures. This is the, the mother lifting a car kind of stuff is how I read which apparently they call that hysterical strength. Hysterical strength, yeah. There you go. So hysterical strength, maybe, uh, possibly a, a, a fine-ish explanation for what uh, what this phenomenon may be. And I also like too that uh, this hallucin that he hallucin the the hallucination that he has of knuckle duster smokes. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, that's just a silly touch, but that's that's how Koichi sees knuckle duster. That's a part of who knuckle duster is to Koichi, right? He is this man who drinks his beers and smokes. Um, and so there's no reason that this hallucination should smoke or would smoke outside of, well, that's what, Ko- that's part of Koichi's mental picture or mental map of knuckle duster. Yeah. Part of that, like image that is knuckle duster, that persona is just, that's part of it. His gruffness, you know? Yeah. So Koichi does, he responds back to Knuckle Duster's comment about uh, doing all this on his own by saying, by being humble, right? It's, but also honest. I mean, he's, he's speaking the truth here. It has been rough. Um, I didn't do this on my own. It's been rough, especially since you went away. Um, Knuckle Duster says something weird. He says, you should have quit if you hated it so much. But Koichi's like, I didn't hate anything. Like, it hasn't all been bad. Um, And Knuckle Duster goes on to say that he was just around for some punching and tongue pulling. Um, at the beginning, um, but that since then it's really been Koichi's ingenuity. And again, I think that that is Koichi kind of breaking past some of his humble blocks almost in his mind. Like you, his mind is almost shaking itself as if to say, dude, you are capable of this. Like just go and do the things that you've already done. Um, if that makes some sense. 
It does, yeah. And I definitely see where you're coming from. And, and the way that I was reading this was a conversation between like a master and his pupil. Like, I, it's funny because I think when I read this, I almost took the perspective of Knuckle Duster visiting Koichi more than Koichi imagining Knuckle Duster. So Knuckle Duster kind of goes into saying, like, you know, you've honed your body and neck, like saying, like, look how far you've come in this. And, and Koichi says, I've been practicing how to fall right, you know, so I get hurt less. (laughs) And that made me like crack up because the first time we've seen knuckle duster was him falling out of the sky into that trash. Like that's where Koichi gets it from, you know? So it was just kind of this really nice uh, book into that, I suppose. Well, and it's Koichi saying to himself out loud, right? Um, listen, you taught me this, you taught me landing garbage. I took that concept and refined it. I did. Um, and, and so he's saying that I've been practicing how to fall. And that's an evolution of what you taught me. You know, right. uh, I did that. Um, and so, I, again, I, I read a lot of this as as his brain trying to overcome some some possible reservations or low, not self-esteem, but self-estimation. Um, and Just breaking down barriers, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man, that's so cool. That's a cool way to see it, too. I appreciate that. So we get, we get him finally reaching, I guess, like a wall of some kind, whether it be physical and being a dead end that he can't get through or whether it being that last mental breakthrough, uh, kind of like what you're describing. And he asks Knuckle Duster, like, what's my next move? And Knuckle Duster just says, yeah, killer job making it this far, Koichi, an apprentice to make his master proud. And this really shocks Koichi. I mean, he's just like, oh, OK, making it this far. I get it. So my time really has come. And we transition over to Knuckle Duster almost kind of saying goodbye. It's it's really weird because he says, oh, and somehow or other, I kept Pop safe. And uh, Koichi's just like, well, you know, I I have done an amazing job for me, at least, uh, which kind of plays into that self-deprecation he almost has. Like, he doesn't think that he himself could do a great job. Like, he just did okay for him. I would posit, too, that the line, oh, and somehow or other, I kept Pop safe is Koichi speaking, not Knuckle Duster. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I can see that. It, I hate the way they've drew this, because that bubble yeah. is like to the right of Knuckle Duster. It is misleading, um, but I'm pretty sure that that makes more sense coming from Koichi than, than I Knuckle think so Duster. Too. Yeah, no, I think so too. Um, but yeah, this this conversation, Koichi's getting to the, the point where he's it's the sappy stuff. Anyway, there be there are worse ways of going out without having a chat with you, Master. And he continues to go on, but the the thought the speech bubbles from Knuckle Duster literally uh, cover up part of Koichi's sappy. Uh, this might be my end stuff because and he just Knuckle Duster says going forward these will take the stage, and he proffers his uh, his brass knuckles, and this totally throws Koichi, and we get this cool two page spread of Knuckle Duster really putting his fist like up in Koichi's face. And he's like, man, it feels so good to just pound some villains. Um, <laughs> and it scares Koichi so bad, his nose falls off. Yes, uh, he's got this like totally blank looking face. It's great. Uh, I really like these panels. It, it was uh, just refreshing to see that like energy from Knuckle Duster. Uh, but we transition back over to Six, who is not dead yet. He is up there and he is just absolutely wrecking everything around him like it seems like this whole area has to be flattened he just keeps punching and pummeling into this building and he's freaking out because i think he somehow knows that koichi's not dead he's like calling for him and he says skitter and hide like a cockroach all you like no more half measures from me he's gonna flatten the whole building and he just keeps hammering it and we see koichi's shadow uh, amidst the rubble and it's a really cool small little like 
quarter of a panel, but it's really, really cool looking. Yeah. Um, the I way really that he's like this. hunched over and he's, he's cradling his fist where he's got these, uh, these rings now over top of his knuckles that, uh, mimic those, uh, brass knuckles that, uh, knuckle duster used to wear, but he's creating them from the energy that he has creation over, or, uh, not creation over, but, uh, the manipulation of, and so the last page on this uh, introduces us to the crawler colon knuckle style, um, and he's got his the knuckles on his right hand are glowing. It reminds me, man. There was a panel. There's a panel from an old Daredevil comic. Is it Man Without Fear? Um, it's it's there, but there's one where he's like he's behind him is like shrouded in fire. Um, and that, that, this panel reminded me a lot of that, this one and the one where he was like kind of coming out of the, the rubble. Um, if it kind of brought that image to my mind, I don't think that that's intentional at all, but it's just a similar kind of image. This kind of had like an infinity stone or infinity gauntlet vibe. Yeah. You know, like he's got his fist the way he's holding them up and then all the knuckles are shining. But I think it's really cool that he basically has these little tiny like shooty go blams over each knuckle representing knuckle dusters like uh, brass knuckles. Just such a cool image here. And wasn't it Six himself who not that long ago was wielding Something uh, very similar yeah, to Yeah, something this. That, yeah. that we uh, compared to the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, because he was kind of using, like, uh, the bomber cells the bomber in cells. hands. And it was yeah. a very similar concept to this. It's it's really cool how, like, Koichi and Six have effectively, like, built off of each other, if that makes any sense, throughout this fight. Uh, I, I, like, just seeing how far they've come in the matter of a few, what, an hour, maybe? I mean, like, how long do you think this fight has gone on for, from the moment the assault started? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, less than a day? It's definitely um, less than it's been. It's all still at nighttime. Night, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I, I just can't. There's this internal strife I have with this this arc only because the events we've seen have to have taken enough time for plenty of other superheroes to get there. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. But that's a that's my only gripe. I will say, you know, uh, it's kind of you ever heard that, sh- that that phrase, "the shoe is on the other foot." Now, yes, but I it's... don't know that I've ever heard it used. Oh. Uh, well, it's I, I was going to say it now. It's the glove is on the other hand uh, <laughs> since since it, it we've 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 said transitioned. That it just, yeah, it has yes. moved from being the uh, Infinity Gauntlet on Six's hand to being on uh, Koichi's. But this is going to like take that. us into chapter one hundred and seventeen. Uh, and we begin with Pop having a seizure in the hospital. And Midnight is still there. The doctors are still attending to her. And Pop, uh, excuse me, Midnight says Koichi's out there busting his ass for your sake. Sorry, he says busting his butt. Um. It, because this is <laughs> the manga is a little bit more PG than we are. Sometimes, um, <laughs> yeah. She says, "So you don't you don't get to give in. Like you 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 can't you can't die in here while Koichi is out there trying to prevent exactly that." But you know, like medical stuff happens. Like it, at least he will have kept her from being destroyed by six. You know, um, I think that that is not not the best primary goal. Um, but you know, there there would still be that. I would feel better. Uh, if I were Koichi, if if she had died in the hospital uh, in, while I was doing all that I could to protect her versus uh, dying because I wasn't there to protect her. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. I think uh, you and the audience will probably think I'm absolutely ridiculous. But whenever I read this first panel, my first thought was like, man, Knuckle Duster is visiting her, too. So yeah. she's having a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> she can't handle all these visitations. <laughs> 
But we get to the title of episode 117 that's called The Bad One. And I do believe we hear somebody say those words in these uh, yes. panels as well. And Near the end, for sure. Koichi is still uh, marveling at this new power that he's got. He's managed to, I guess, concentrate it on his knuckles. Um, and while he's standing in awe um, at this, this new offensive capability that he has, you still have six um, towering over him, screaming his name and raining down punches in his general direction. So uh, Koichi does snap back to a more full attention to his surroundings. Like, you know, you got to be situationally aware, my boy. And uh, he does uh, continue to move away from out from underneath those punches. Yeah, this is when we get it. He says, this has got to be the bad one. As he's moving away, he says, the shot I'm never supposed to use. And uh, he hears someone say his name, and he realizes that behind him, there's this hallucination of Knuckle Duster again. And uh, he says, this baddie's a big one. He's earned a Knuckle sandwich. And uh, Koichi freaks out. He's like, Master, again? Like, I thought you reached the afterlife by now. I thought you died too, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, so he, he says, take a closer look. His body is a cluster of pure energy, not something you can deal damage to in the usual way, but his real body's up in the head, and that exposed brain, it's his weak point for sure. Kind of like how you mentioned last week that this is like a, a boss from a video yeah, game. Video game. Yeah, Knuckle Duster's just pointing it out. Like, hey, man, uh, don't worry about the body. Just go straight for the real body, the exposed brain. He says, introduce that brain to your fist and knock him dead. And yeah, Knuckle Duster goes on to say, it's kill or be killed. So no holding back. And Koichi's response is, but I want to hold back. Um, and Knuckle Duster's pressing him again, this hallucination, right? Or snipe his noggin with your shooty go blam. And Koichi's like, no, I, I'm not on board with that either. And his response kind of to Knuckle Duster and all this is, what is the logic there? If, if you got to murder someone, you got to do it with your fists. There's no way that somehow makes it okay. And now we have Pop uh, as, a, as a hallucination kind of flanking Koichi as he's uh, recharged his knuckles. And It's very Pop, angel devil, you know yeah, what I mean? It is a bit. Um, so she says, yeah, that's true enough and gives Koichi a bit of a fright. And he's trying to sort out what her presence here means. And this is uh, Pop back in her... Uh, the the costume that she used to rock uh, pre-Queen Bee era stuff. This is like OG pop costume, you know? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's he's sitting there trying to, like, keep his wits about him and dodge all of these attacks because they are not stopping. And uh, he says, long time no see, I guess. Why are you picking a fight with that bruiser? And, uh, you know, he's like, well, I wouldn't say I picked the fight. He's got some kind of axe to grind, but there will be bigger trouble if he takes his rampage beyond her neighborhood. So once again, Koichi's still thinking about, like, the ultimate ramifications of this attack. And he's trying to be that hero, do anything he can to keep Six from causing more trouble elsewhere. He says, I'm just trying to keep him here. And uh, Knuckle Duster pops back in. He's like, yeah, that's real noble, but you got to hit back at least a little bit. Scramble his brains. And uh, Pop interrupts, you know, maybe without aiming to kill. And uh, Koichi says, well, if I fight back, you'll get mad at me. And she, you know, has this angry face, like a very anime manga kind of face where it's, it's very cartoonish. And she's like, well, that's your hang up. That's ridiculous. She says, you big dummy, like you're just as dense as ever. And and she says that there's really a big difference between me getting mad versus me hating you, because he said, you know, I don't want you to hate me. I don't want anything I do to cause you to ultimately hate me. And uh, it's it's a really you know, heart touching scene. Uh, she says, there's nothing you could ever do to make me hate you. Koichi never has been, never will be, you know, I'll always love you. And we get uh, what I imagine is probably a two uh, page spread here of like Koichi looking up to, to uh, pop and we've got knuckle duster kind of like hovering above them. It's, it's a really good little panel here. 
It is, and it's super fascinating if the my hallucination concepts uh, are true. Uh, obviously, I still think that 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 is a reasonable explanation. Oh, for sure, um, yeah. And... I don't think these are like spirits visiting Koichi. Right, I definitely right. think these are hallucinations. I just felt like that last one, because even these are drawn differently. I mean, the background here is actually physical what's happening. It doesn't seem like another place, if that makes any sense. Right. But this is this really is Koichi overcoming a mental block. Um, For sure. Because yes. this goes back to him first learning Shudigo Blame, his first offensive capability uh, in ramping the power up where he could knock over soda cans. And Pop and, just hating that. Yeah. I mean, being really offended and worried about his his misuse of it specifically. Yeah. Hurting um, others. She was so scared he was going to hurt somebody. Yeah, and now it's it, he's he's trying to get overcome that mental block that he put in there uh, with respect for uh, Pop, and so she is embodying his uh, his battle to 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 break past those barricades that he erected, um, so that he can do what needs to be done, and and yeah. that's where Knuckle Duster is kind of pushing him from behind. This this uh, hallucination of Knuckle Duster is giving him that shove towards that hurdle um and and now he's in the process of leaping over it but i think that what's even more interesting about this or or at least as interesting is that uh, throughout the throughout the manga it has been kind of portrayed correct me if i'm wrong but it's been portrayed as if koichi's been kind of clueless or oblivious to pop's feelings for him um, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, maybe he knows subconsciously, but he's definitely never full on recognized that that's a thing. Yeah. I mean, he's even pers- had other romantic pursuits um, oh, like yeah. right in front of her. Right. Um, Absolutely. And, and I don't think he would have done that because of the kind of sensitive guy that he is if he had fully known uh, Pop's affection for him or or even her history um, with with Koichi. Right. Um, and but in the in these panels. He is aware if if these are hallucinations, if these are subconscious machinations of some kind or another, he is fully aware of that, Um, because if if these are these ideal versions of them, he's not projecting onto them. I wouldn't think anything that he doesn't already ascribe to them, if that makes some sense. But it's exactly what you said, like that subconscious level is coming out and telling him these things. He's getting to kind of have that like face to face interaction with his inner self. That that inner self that doesn't always expose to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. I also thought this was kind of ironic because the whole reason that it's gotten to this point is that he didn't just off six in the hospital when he had the chance. Mm. Yeah. And man, I'm I'm really excited about the next interaction that Koichi and Pop do have. Uh, because presumably Koichi hasn't seen Pop in a while. Like he's like a month or so, it seems yeah, like. Because he's been camped out on a roof nearby, right? You know, running protection. I don't know. I don't think we had any scenes of him in the hospital no. room at any point during I, that. I don't think so either. Like he's just been looking in for with binoculars, basically. Yeah, but think about that. Like, who in the world do you do that for? Yeah. Besides somebody that you freaking love, and that I mean, you like, know deep down returns that feeling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I guess. You know, devil's advocate, you can be like, well, then does so does Soga and Moyoru and Rapt love Pop Step 2? No, I don't th- I don't think that. No, I, I don't think, think that, that either. But they're more in it for the ideology, I think, than anything. Yeah. And I, I think I, redemption, too. Those weren't necessarily heroes to begin with. Like, we haven't been seen, given any kind of redemption arc for them. This could be it. Yeah. 
and and they and you could also pitch more of their stuff as as from the tactic uh, the tactical angle. I think that that would be the more appropriate way to think about their presence at the hospital. There's also um, always that alternative of like Knuckle Duster said, "Hey, you're going to do this or I'll kill you." <laughs> there is always that. <laughs> Knuckle Duster's uh uh brass knuckled fist in the dark yeah, um, yeah. over those boys. Would you like black eyes or to spend the next month at this hospital? Yeah, but I I really liked that that exchange um because again, I think of what it communicates and what it'll mean. And I, I think that next time Koichi is around pop, some of that stuff will be a lot more overt um, and, and obvious. And I think that he will do something with it. That's what I suspect. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that, I hope we get to see that. That'll be good. I, I really hope that that seizure at the beginning of this isn't indicating that they don't get the reunion they deserve. Cause that would be, I don't want to say disappointing. I mean, that would, that would be very like, epic from a storytelling perspective but it would also be just heartbreaking because koichi and pop both have fought so hard for this you know what i mean this this connection yeah i would oh god i would hate that i mean like i know i defended or i didn't defend but i talked about uh her dying in the hospital being better than uh her being killed at the hand of uh, the hands of six but her death at all isn't good like i would i would hate that yeah well, we, we transition back into this kind of like, I want to say awareness. Koichi, in these next few panels, he doesn't have Knuckle Duster or Pop like over his shoulder. I think he's kind of being back in the moment. He sees that there's this massive villain attacking him, and he, uh, he kind of self-corrects. Uh, he says, there's no other heroes around, so you're all we've got. In fact, I don't even think this is him talking. This is Pop, this is Pop telling him these things, or at least he's hearing it from Pop. Uh, she says, "There's there are no other heroes around, so you're all we've got. The only one who can play hero now. So just this one time, I'll allow it." And uh, she says, "Get it done, hero, on the next panel." And we get this awesome shot. Her little star is there under the yeah, text. I loved that. The, I love that little that little oh, touch. Oh no, it's, it's so been good. such a long time since we've seen it. Uh, but we also get this really cool image of Koichi here, like he's in that flow state again. His knuckles are powered up. It's just a cool shot. Yeah, and he levels this punch uh, in the direction of of Six's new form, uh, and he's not close enough to have connected with him physically because again, he's he's dwarfed by this giant. Um, but the punch that he does throw just rips gigantic holes into Six. Both of his shoulders are blown out, and there's one uh, through his midsection. But you'll notice what he didn't hit. Yeah. So, he did not uh, you know, hit the uh, the main yeah. body that's exposed, so we know he didn't that hit the giant weak spot. Even though now, in his defense, I was going to say even though he he even had it pointed out to him by Knuckle Duster by his own conscience, like he pieced this thing together. Right, um, in his defense, first time using this move, he, like maybe he just doesn't know what you know what control looks like yet. I or mean, that would make expect. some sense. Yeah, because it almost looks as if he like shot a whole bunch of little shooty go blams that turned into big ones and like took out these massive proportions of this monster. But if you look at his fists in this panel, they still still have, yeah, they still kind of have like some energy there. So either he's immediately replaced them or they're sending some kind of projectiles out, but still staying there. I I thought it's basically like, uh, you know how he does the, um, the like Iron Man flight. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's that, but through his knuckles, like something similar. Yeah. Same here. Uh, I thought it was interesting that we see three circles here, though. Uh, like, if you look at the way his knuckles are are lit up, there's four circles there. Uh, so the fact that they chose to, like, highlight three hits just kind of seemed interesting to me. I would have expected to have seen a fourth one there. 
Yeah, and they're also um, like they're also staggered weird. Yeah. yeah, that's why I think that there's there's got to be some measure of of control that he doesn't quite have, or maybe it's not as um, as targetable. Yeah, um, as 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 we might think it was going to be, or thought as we might have thought it could be. Um, but that's where we end, man. That's I was the end so of. So pissed. I got it. like whenever I turned <laughs> to this page and it said to be continued, I was just like I almost flipped my computer. I was like, what? Like this cannot be where it ends. This is such a huge cliffhanger. Oh, it's so good, man. These these vigilantes chapters are so freaking good. Like I was talking about it on Twitter the other day, and was just like, if you're not reading vigilantes and you're in the MHA fandom. Like you're, like, you're doing you, this wrong. Yeah. You're, you're doing yourself a disservice. Like I totally get that there has been a handful of goofy chapters and, and like overall the vigilante story has been a little bit more lighthearted, but the lead up to this, I mean, oh my gosh, it's just so good. Like it's, it's worth getting through like Naruhata Fest stuff for this. This is awesome. Oh yeah. I would reread the Naruhata Fest over and over again if it meant I got to this, to, to this stuff again. Absolutely. Yeah, it's good. It's really good. Uh, so I was bummed that it stopped here, but you know that leads us up to have a few more episodes because next week or the following week, we will be covering chapters 118 and 119s. So we're getting even closer to the end. Seven chapters left after that. Oh, man, I'm doing... I, if, let's, let me do the math out loud because math is hard. So we do 1819 next, then 2021, 2223... Then that leaves 24, 25, and 26. So our last coverage of Vigilantes is going to be a three-chapter episode. Look at us figuring this out before, like, the week of. That's nice. Yeah, either that or we could have done 24 and 25, and then the last episode of Vigilantes would cover one chapter. Just chapter 26. Yeah, kind of like how we've done uh, by accident in the past with My Hero. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Be very fitting for us. That could be. We'll 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 play it by ear, I'm sure, um, because by then we will have access to all those. So what we probably will end up doing is uh, when we get to the week where we're covering at least 24 and 25, we will likely go ahead and read 26 and make that decision behind the curtain. Yeah, I think that makes the most amount of sense. Uh, well, that will bring us to the end of uh, Almighty Podcasts episode 105. Uh, however, next week, if you want to listen to us, if you enjoy hearing Adkins and I discuss anime, we will be covering another Dragon Ball Z movie in Kaio Cinema. This time we're picking up Fusion Reborn. Pretty excited. I have not seen that one in a very long time. And, uh, of course, the following week, we will have episode 106 of AMP coming out, covering those chapters we just discussed. Now, before we let you go, don't forget, we would love an iTunes review or a nice shout-out, you know, just on Twitter, or maybe even our Discord. You should come hop in the Discord. I've not been super active the past, well, really ever, (laughs) but (laughs) Adkins is in there all the time, and we've got a bunch of great folks, and I've heard that I've missed some very interesting things in there. Yeah, so recently anyway, you missed an uh I I was it's graduation season for me as a as a student as a pastor of students. Um I have kids in several different schools and so the month of May is just graduation month and I was sitting in one the other day where I did, I did, wasn't sitting with the families of the students that I was there uh, to watch or at least just be there like it's it's graduations, I don't care. Um but I was uh sitting back there and I jumped into the discord and was like, Hey, I'll be sitting still for like an hour with nothing better to do. So ask me anything. Um, one of the questions that came up was from, uh, Queen Jess and it was simple. It was Vegito or Gogeta. And I'm not going to give you my answers on that. We're going to save it for that fusion reborn discussion. Um, you and I can talk about that, uh, 
on on air, so to speak. Uh, but within the last week or so, <laughs> we had this two day, I mean, two day long, I think it, it like spanned from one day into the next, uh, an argument over which was scarier, dolphins or orcas. Orcas, a thousand percent. I don't even have to hear any arguments. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I made several. I was on Team Orca. Um, I even argued from My Hero Academia and said that, you know, Horikoshi came up with Gang Orca, not Gang Dolphin. Um, and, and talked about some other things. Um, there were statistics that were being thrown around about how dolphins are, uh, like super aggressive when it comes to like sexual harassment and stuff. There was a whole, um, uh, King of the Hill episode about it. Oh yeah. God, I forgot all about that. You're right. Um, but yeah, I was, I was just like, you know what? I, I might actually take being sexually harassed by a dolphin than being like chomped on by an orca. Um, but anyway, it went back and forth until finally we, <laughs> we, we come to discover through the magic of the internet that actually, and technically orcas are dolphins. Yeah. Um, and so then the discussion became, well, I think that the orca is the scariest of all the dolphins. Um, so I didn't change my position at all, even though, you know, an easy, you know, counter to that was where well, you argued the whole time, actually, that dolphins <laughs> were the scariest thing. And I was like, shut up. Nobody said that. <laughs> Orcas are the scariest dolphins. That's if funny. you have a strong opinion about that, tweet at us um, or uh, go to uh, the, our Twitter at Almighty Pod. Click on the uh, pinned tweet that will give you a link to the discord. And then you can uh, just start that debate all over again, uh, begin, uh, all over again because it was so much fun. Um, and it was just an asinine argument, um, but it was it was delightful. We have stuff we have stuff like that happen in our discord every now and then. It's super fun. The fun conversations that everyone that is not in the discord is missing out on. That's right. Oh, man. You know what I just realized? Um we haven't, we didn't talk about Quirkle oh, in, in yeah, our last right. episode. We haven't it's, talked about Quirkle. It's so new. That's true. <laughs> that we, yeah. We forget that we need to talk about this thing on occasion. Um, so if you want to participate in Quirkle or you, or you jumping on episode 105 and you have no idea what that is, we introduced that I think in 103. I think it was 103. Uh, and it's basically, if you go to, when we'll have this linked in the show notes, uh, if you go to a, a Screen Crush uh, webpage, they will have the every Wordle solution um, for for every day. Um, and so go there. If you're playing Wordle, go there after you've attempted that day's puzzle. And then you can scroll down to the previous month. So this episode goes live on June 6th. So that means all of May's Wordle solutions are open for you to select from one or more words, squish them together and pitch a quirk to us uh, using those words. So it's quirkle uh, because it is quirk uh, it is, what did you call it in episode 100 again? I quirk, what? Uh, I have no idea. Shoot. Oh, anyway, you're talking you had the quirk assignments. Assignments. Okay. Yeah, Just, yeah, it's yeah. Quirk Sorry, assignments. I, I totally misunderstood what you meant. Yeah, the quirk assignments where effectively a lot of our listeners gave us a quirk name and then we assigned that quirk a quirk. <laughs> yeah. And we had so much fun doing that, that we wanted to continue to do that. Uh, and also give a way for listeners to join in on that. So what you're doing is you're going and choosing from the previous month's Wordle solutions, uh, one or more words, pitching that uh, the that word or words as the name of a quirk and telling us what that quirk does. I think one of the examples that I used in 103 was um, 
ample larva where you just are able to generate larvae out of your hands. Um, so things like that. Uh, so if you want to participate in the uh, Quirkle submissions for this month, you are going to be drawing from the word pool from May. Yes. So we hope to see some Quirkles from you either in the Discord or on Twitter. We would love to hear from you. Come by, say hi. Uh, or, you know, don't. That's okay, too. We, we still appreciate the <laughs> listeners that, that don't join in on those things because we know you're out there. And uh, you are part of the My Hero family or the AMP family, whatever you want to call it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've got them all over the world. I went back into uh, some of our uh, podcasting analytics recently, and it's kind of amazing and scary a little that we have uh, we have audiences, even as small as one in so many countries. It's it's kind of awesome. It is. It's really cool. Uh, you know, when you get to there's like a really nice little world map where we get to kind of see where all our listeners are from. And it's it's really neat getting to see that. It's super fun. So we appreciate all of you. Leave us an iTunes review if you appreciate us back or just continue to listen because that that's that's appreciation in and of itself is just tuning in. Um, and, and we love that. We love y'all. We're going to continue to do this even when Vigilantes reach, reaches it in, uh, its inevitable and sad end. Um, there is plenty more My Hero Academia stuff for us to cover and love together. Absolutely. We'll, we'll see everyone either next week or maybe two weeks from now. All right. See you guys. Thank you.